listening to Life in Limbo, a podcast about building a life you love on the foundation of what's most important to you. I'm your host, Stephanie Pellet, and each week I'll be chatting with an interesting person or sharing my own reflections on how we can stay connected to our personal values, measure what matters most to us, listen to our own voices, and build a life we love. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about my reflection and goal-setting process for 2018 to 2019. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Life in Limbo podcast. I am so excited to be back. I was missing it. I even found myself like almost like talking out loud. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's time to start the podcast again because I need to process my thoughts. So this is the first episode of season three. It's also the first episode of 2019. Welcome to your new year. How exciting is that? I just think it's such a gift that we get a new fresh, clean year every single year, um, if we're lucky enough to be around for it. And that is such a gift that I am so grateful for every single time. To get that time at the end of the year to get quiet and think about uh, what went right, what went wrong, what you want more of, what you want less of, how you're feeling, how you want to feel. It's such a wonderful time. It's such a wonderful thing to take some time to reflect and take some time to set your intentions for the coming year because it really has such a huge impact on how you feel. Um, I am the type of person who thinks that goal setting and reflection has to happen more often than just at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. Um, But that being said, I think it's a great opportunity for us to just use it. I mean, it's here for us. Everybody else is talking about it. Everybody else is doing it. So we might as well get on the bandwagon and uh, leverage the fact that we get this break and we get this sort of deep breath before the new year starts. And we might as well use that to be more intentional. And yes, we probably will have to check in with it uh, every couple months, every month, uh, every quarter, however you like to do it. But this is a great time to reset for the year. So today I thought I would just hop on here and give you some ideas and resources that might help you if you are still catching up to the reflection and goal setting journey for 2018, 2019. I have a lot of ideas because this year was a particularly heavy year for me in terms of reflection. I did a lot of it. Um, That just kind of happened naturally. And the goal setting came together really quickly as a result of all of my reflection. So I think I have some things to say and I'm excited to get started. So the first thing I want to say is that reflection always has to be the first step. We don't need to be setting all these goals just arbitrarily. I really don't believe that the goals should just come out of nowhere. Um, They shouldn't come out of a sense of should, right? Um, That like you're just thinking, oh gosh, I saw that this other person is doing this challenge. Maybe I also should do that challenge. No. The point of goal setting is to make it tailored, custom fit to you, to your own life, to where you're at this season, this moment, and not forever, right? Just for the next couple months, couple, you know, couple quarters, maybe, maybe the full year, if you're lucky and you remember your goals by the end of the year. Um, If you're checking in regularly, you hopefully will. But if not, then this is just a nice time, right? To sort of think about it and go through everything. But in order to do that, you need to be reflecting on what has been the case for you recently, Um, Otherwise, your goals are going to be disconnected from your current reality, and you probably won't be very motivated to work on them. 
So the reflection step always has to come first. And there are a lot of different ways to do reflection. I have a new blog post that I posted on my business blog last week that lists a few of my favorite reflection exercises. All of them are free. Um, and also a few of the workbooks that I've used over the years, including this year, um, that kind of give it to you in a structured format that you can follow, which is also really helpful because it's hard for us to structure our own reflection time. If we don't have any questions to answer or prompts to think about, um, it can be difficult for us to make time for it. And so I really wanted to encourage you to poke around, look at those resources, see if anything jumps out at you. And I'll post a link to that in the show notes for this episode. But the number one thing I would say would be to find a workbook or program that really works for you, that you resonate with. And that could be because of the branding. It could be because of the person who's writing it and you respond to their values and you really think that their workbook has a lot to do with your life. Um, Making sure that it's somebody that you actually respect or admire is also really important. Again, we don't want any of this arbitrariness coming in, you know, just because you saw somebody else using a particular workbook, if it doesn't actually resonate with you, it's probably not going to be a great fit. So in the blog post, I mentioned a few of the ones I've used over the years. One that I really liked was Susanna Conway's Unravel Your Year. Um, That one was really great. And you can find a link to that in the show notes. This year, I used Radiate Real Bridge Your Year Workbook. And this was recommended to me by Uh, my book club. So I'm a part of a book club with a couple girlfriends and they had used this workbook in the past. Um, I hadn't heard of it, but I downloaded it and it was great. I really felt like it was very thorough. Like um, it took a really long time and that was good. You know, I think it was, it was great that all of the questions that she was asking in the workbook um, really caused me to drop in and really think about my past year and all of the things I wanted to celebrate and think about and um, honor and, and, uh, yeah, just sort of get clear on from the past year. So in that way, it was really helpful. And it was also helpful to do it as part of a group. So we all did it more or less before our book club meeting. And then during the meeting, we did a little bit more reflection, but we also shared some of our insights and that was really helpful to do. So that could also be something that you might want to try with a friend or a group of friends, um, that might be able to guide your reflection process a little bit more. I also was part of the quarterly for the past quarter. That's a program from Modern Planner. And this quarter obviously went from October through December. Um, It's a group program that encourages you to plan and reflect and goal set. And I found it really helpful. Um, For December, the lesson was actually her program, which is called Set Vision and Plan Change. And it takes you through, again, a workbook, basically structured workbook full of reflection questions and prompts ideas for you to look at all of these various areas of your life. She has 18 areas of your life that you can consider. Um, So again, very thorough, um, but very helpful. So I actually ended up doing both of those workbooks this year, which was, I probably didn't need both. I could have probably chosen one, Um, but they were both really, really well done, really helpful. And I'm really glad that I did them, even though it was a lot of reflecting all of it was helpful, all of it was clarifying. And even though there was a little bit of overlap, I think I got a little bit out of both um, projects. And Set Vision and Plan Change is also available as an online course. It's probably closed at this point when you're reading this, but you might just want to get on her newsletter list for next year or just join one of her free quarterly planning parties. Um, They're really helpful. And a lot of the same concepts are shared in those as well. 
Um, so yeah, I would say choose something structured, choose something that resonates with you. I also follow a lot of interesting bloggers and, um, Instagrammers on Instagram and they've been sharing a lot of interesting ideas about how, how they structure their reflection process. And so just look at who is talking about this and who's doing it in a way that resonates with you. And then just take some time, sit down. I did mine with a glass of wine, some candles, um, not music because I find it difficult to concentrate, but you know, if, if you're a person who really likes music in the background, then that would be great too. Um, it just was a nice time to just sit down and really think about everything. And the one part of reflection that I actually have not done yet is my reflection blog post that I do every year. So for that blog post, I go through the past year, I try to find a photo from each month and think about all of the things that I did that month. And that can be things like going on trips or projects that I launched, uh, projects I was working on, things I did with friends. And that's just a nice reflection, not so much to inform my goal setting for the next year, although of course, sometimes I get themes from that that are helpful in structuring my goal setting. Um, but more just to sort of get the year at a glance and get excited and grateful about what I was lucky enough to experience in 2018. And already just even now, as I'm talking to you about it, thinking about what I get to include in that blog post is so wonderful. I get to talk about so many cool things, my photo shoots, my um, experience in Montreal. Like there's just been so many interesting things I've gotten to be a part of this year and I'm, yeah, blown away by it. It's, it's incredible. So anyway, after the reflection part, when you've had a chance to kind of settle into everything, think about everything, um, a lot of people that I follow encourage you to then take a break, which I think is a great tip. Um, take some space from it and try not to set your goals just right away, right after. Just let it sort of sink in and marinate in your mind so that you have a sense of what's feeling right to you before you move on to the goal setting part. Because again, you want the reflection to inform the goal setting and you don't want your goals to just, again, be coming out of nowhere. But when you do get to the goal setting part, one of my favorite practices that I have done for the past, I want to say maybe six years, is to choose a one little word for the year. And one little word is a project from Allie Edwards, who's a blogger, scrapbooker, maker. Um, she has a course around it for that you can join that I did one year that was interesting. It's more for people who are into scrapbooking, which I'm not. Um, but I did find it helpful because every month she has prompts for you to think about your word in a different way and just to try to integrate it more into your life. So that was really helpful. Some of my passwords have been abundance, light, uh, reach, there've been so many great ones. I feel like every single one of them has given me something a little bit different. My word for 2018 was flow. And the ideas that I had around that were to go with the flow, be more accepting, be in, in the flow. So in like a flow state more often, which I really felt like I did more of this year, which was awesome. I really like moved some projects forward that felt like inspired action. They just really came together in this amazing way. Um, and I loved experiencing that. Um, so that was a great word for me. And in 2019, my word is going to be energy, which I am so excited about. This word just kind of came to me when I was doing my reflection. It just popped up as the thing I need to pay attention to. My physical energy lately has not been great. Uh, I would say my sleep schedule is not what it should be. My eating patterns are not what they should be. I live alone right now. And so taking the time to make good food for myself doesn't always happen the way that I would want it to. Exercise has not been as consistent as I would have liked. So 
physical energy was kind of the main driver for choosing this word, but there have been a lot of other things that have cropped up since the physical energy part that have really made it a word that I'm so excited about. So ideas like tapping into my source energy, that's exciting to me. Um, the ways that I usually do that are through meditation and reading and writing. And so incorporating those elements in has been so helpful too guarding my energy, right? Making sure that I am just making my energy my own, saying no to the things that don't light me up or saying no to things that are actually toxic or draining to my energy. So there have been so many elements of this word that have been helpful to me. So I would say really after you've done all of your reflection, really go through and think and meditate on what you have been discovering in the reflection process, what you've uncovered, and think about what you need more of, right? What is the feeling that you ultimately want more of in 2019? Like, what are you missing? Or or what do you want to focus on? Or what is the thing you want to be the central theme of the next year? Usually, in the past, I have to say this comes really naturally to me. I haven't really overthought it that often. Sometimes it's been like um, a few different words and I've just kind of chosen one um, a little bit arbitrarily from those words, but they've always kind of been central. And every year has been totally different. I've been what I've craved, what I've been craving. And energy was surprising to me, actually. I would not have chosen that in past years. That wouldn't have been a word that I was drawn to, especially because the implication of energy... I think in the past would have been to me that I needed to do more, right? Like to to have more energy, to be more energetic. But actually, it's not about being energetic for me. It's about really just being mindful of my energy in so many different ways. So once you have your word and, you, you know, you can spend time on the sources, you can spend time looking at related words, but I find simple is better. Usually it comes to you um, and the thing that really keeps coming up over and over again is probably the thing that's tapping you on the shoulder to pay attention to. So that's all I'd say. Um, but once you have your theme, um, this year I did something a little bit different. So in the past, I chose my theme and then I set my goals sort of separate to that theme, which made sense to me at the time. But now that I've done it the other way around, doesn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> because this year, what I did was choose my theme and then structure all of my goals around that theme, because that's the central thing that I want more of. And so how can I bring everything under the same umbrella? So what I did was I brainstormed a variety of different facets of the word energy. So what are all of the multiple definitions that energy has for me in my year. And this is something I like to do with all of my words is just to ensure that they have multiple meanings, um, different elements that they touch on. So for instance, when I had the word light, I had the idea of I wanted to search for the light. Literally, I wanted to take more photos. I wanted to find the bright side and things. So there was a lot of different facets to the word light. And similarly with energy, there were a lot of facets. And actually, I ended up choosing six facets that I'm really excited to work on under this exact same umbrella of energy. The tip that I would include here is to start writing in a larger notebook in pencil. <laughs> this sounds silly, um, but I sat down with my bullet journal and I pen and I started like trying to write my goals and I felt like so stilted with it. I didn't really want to commit to anything. I was just kind of playing with ideas. 
Um, and as soon as I switched to the bigger notebook and my pencil, suddenly everything was just flowing because I knew I could erase it or scratch it out or like rip out the entire page and it wasn't set in stone. And then once I was finished with the goals in the way that I really felt like I, I needed to set them, then I transferred it over into my bullet journal. That's just like a technical <laughs> tip. Um, but I find that writing in pencil helps you be more free in your thinking. And so, um, it really worked for me this year. That, that's something I'll continue. Um, anyway, so yes, I brainstormed all these different facets. So for me, my six areas are physical energy, source energy, so that's tapping into my own source, uh, guarding my energy, so making sure I'm saying no to things, taking time for myself, doing an activity audit every month, um, follow my energy, so paying attention to what lights me up and what's... Um, uh, what's feeling like inspired action that I can take and also to check in with my energy more often. The fifth area is to restore energy. So, um, to making uh, time for the things that are fun and really replenish me, um, really restore me to my best self. <laughs> and then the last section was creative energy. So finding ways to be more creative, to bring more of my joyful creativity into my daily life and um, really prioritize and honor that. And just, I can't even tell you, like looking at these areas and the goals and intentions I set within them makes me feel so happy and gives me so much energy, which is the point. So hopefully when you do this exercise for yourself and you think about all your themes, um, you will actually feel the sensation of the theme that you're going for in 2019 because that's your that's your goal, right? You want all of your goals, all of your intentions to be central to that theme. Um, this method just makes such intuitive sense to me this year. It's really feeling good and I'm loving it. Um, so for each of those six categories, I set three, um, either a goal or an intention. So the difference between a goal and an intention for me is that a goal is something that I can either track or check off and an intention is just a thought or feeling that I want to hold central in my mind. They're not things that I want to be able to track and make sure like, oh, I did that X number of times, but I want to do more of it maybe or do less of it. So I'll give you a couple of concrete examples. So for my uh, physical energy, for instance, one of the things, one of the three goals that I have is to be in bed without technology by 10.30 p.m. every single night. So that is a goal. That is like something I can track and check off every night that I do it. Um, I can make a little mark. And I'm going to be talking about how to track your goals just in the next section. But that's an example of a goal. Whereas for an intention, um, you know, under creative energy, I have take more photos of my life, my daily life, my daily activities. And that's not really a goal. It's not going to be something that I'm going to be too worried about whether or not I do it um, or how often I do it. But it's just a central idea that I have noticed that when I don't take as many photos, I'm not as happy. And that's just who I am. You know, I love having photos of my life. I love noticing and remembering what my life was like at different stages. Part of that is because I actually have a really bad memory. Um, I forget things really quickly and you know, it, my, my family laughs at me, my friends laugh at me, but I, I have a really hard time like holding things in my short-term memory. And so having photos and anything that I can have to like give me little tips and reminders of what life was like at certain moments 
it makes me kind of emotional because I would otherwise lose or forget those details that were so important and so relevant and salient to me at that time in my life. And I'm always so grateful to have them. That's why when in the past I've made videos of my life or did one second every day, um, when I look back on them, it just fills me with so much joy. So that's an intention I have. Take more photos in general, um, but I'm not going to be tracking it. But if you are deciding to track goals, then you want to set yourself up for success. And this is the last part. And this is where it becomes really important. This is something that Catherine Hofer, who is the, uh, the woman behind Modern Planner, what I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, she is really adamant about this, about making sure you're taking the time to actually put those things in your calendar, put them in your project management software, whatever you're doing, to-do list app, whatever it is, finding ways to monitor and track the things you want to monitor and track. So obviously for me, as I just explained, I'm only going to be monitoring and tracking the goals that I actually set. Um, and I'm actually going to be doing this in a couple of different ways because I have some daily goals. I have some monthly goals. I have some one-time goals, not too many of those, but I do have some one-time goals. Um, and I have some goals that I want to check in with maybe every quarter or just like see how they're going. Um, because they're more overarching for the whole year kind of idea. So I'm actually doing this in two different ways. The first way is a daily habit tracker. And I downloaded mine from elisejoy.com. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. She has a daily habit tracker. There are these little circles on a piece of paper, just a one, a one piece of paper. They're super cute. And what I love about it is that you can fill in the days that you do something, that you're a certain habit that you're wanting to um, develop throughout the year. And you get to see at a glance sort of the big picture view. So you don't get too worried about one particular week or one particular month even. You can kind of see the year at a glance and see how are you doing in general. And then at the end of the year, you can actually count them and see how many days out of 365 did you do the daily habit that you were aiming for. So for me, this is exciting because for instance, with the bedtime one that I mentioned, I can track and I can have that next to my bed and make sure that I check off all the days that I was in bed by 10.30. It also makes it into more of a game, so that's exciting. The second way that I'm gonna be monitoring my goals is by putting them into my own personal project management software. So recently I switched completely to Asana for all of my personal goals. In the past I was using Todoist, which I really loved, but it didn't end up being robust enough for all of the different things I wanted to be able to track and measure and all the different ways I wanted to be able to see my tasks. Um, I was also using Notion for a little while, which I did really like, but also wasn't robust enough. So Asana, it is for 2019. I'm committing to that, at least for the beginning of 2019. And I have input everything into there. Um, it feels amazing. And I'm, I have a project called 2019 goals where I'm going to be tracking the monthly goals that I want to do over time. So making sure that each month I have due dates for everything. So for instance, in 2019, I am officially upping my reading goal to 100 books. Um, that sounds crazy, but for the past four years, I've read 75 books, and I think I could be doing more without it feeling hard. Um, that's just me. <laughs> please, please don't feel like, you know, you have to make that your goal. Um, 
But, you know, it, it breaks down to about two books a week, which is extremely manageable for me. So um, I just need to give it a little bit more intention and I can do that. So for instance, for each month, I have a task that is read eight books and I have all of these subtasks so that I can write in what each of the eight books was so that I can check it off. And that's motivating to me. Um, but I would encourage you, whatever type of project management software or to-do list software or even just a notebook, that works really, really well too. I love that old tactile version. That's what I have my bullet journal for as well if I feel like I need to track things. Um, and just making sure that you're setting time to actually go in and think about each of your goals, making sure that you're checking them off or moving them forward. Um, I also happen to be a person who does monthly reflection and goal setting. Um, at the end of every month, I just look back on the month before and look at the month, month ahead and make mini goals that are usually things that are pretty achievable. Often this can be just like small tasks that I know I need to do or things around the house that I need to buy. They're not sort of big overarching goals for the whole year. Um, but hopefully I will be incorporating these yearly goals that I have for 2019 into my monthly goal setting. So that's a lot of ideas. The last one that I want to share that I love and have been doing for many years now is to write a blog post about the year ahead. And I always track what my word is, what my goals are, and I can't tell you how helpful this is. And I don't know if you have a personal blog or not, but if you do, to be sharing what your goals are, making it public, and also just giving yourself a record. Because now being able to look back over the past several, several years of blog posts at the end of every single year, the beginning of every new year, um, it's been so interesting to see how my goals have changed over time and to just have a record of what I was working on, what I was caring about, what I was thinking about. And I'm so grateful for that. So for 2019, it's going to be an amazing year. I am so excited uh, to see what comes to me, what comes to you. I'm so excited to hear what kinds of intentions and goals you're setting for yourself for the new year. Um, if you have comments about that, then please, please write them to me. Um, the show notes for this episode will be lifeinlimbo.org slash 2019 goals. And yeah, let me know. I'm excited to hear. <laughs> I wish you so much luck and love with your reflection and so much happiness in 2019. Happy New Year, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Life in Limbo podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or reach out and let me know at Steph Pellet on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. As always, you can find show notes for this and all episodes at lifeinlimbo.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.